Hello, 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 hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 88, 88, 87, something like that, of uh, the Brent Pella Show, soon to be the Vibecast with Brent Pella as soon as I um, take the time to make the graphics for it, uh, which isn't happening yet. How do I make this stay? This arm stand needs to stay. Can you stay right there, please? Yeah, there we go. Nice. And we're in. Um, what's going on? How you guys doing? How you vibing? You feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good. We got some fun things to talk about today. I got a little bit of an airplane bug deal going on right now. Um, I was just in St. Louis that last week. Had some pretty awful flights. Uh, I like to think that I don't get paid to do comedy. I get paid to um, fly and travel. Because uh, that's really the performing. The show is fun. That's the great part. That's super fun and a blast. The traveling at 4 a.m. through the Dallas airport and having nothing to eat besides tri-tip uh, is is not like air, airport tri-tip. Not the best tri-tip, believe it or not. Um, guys, <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Uh, they're doing a big promo in November. Don't skip this ad. Don't skip the ads. You know how we roll, baby. We vibe through the ads, okay? Uh, Magnesium Breakthrough, one of my favorite um, supplements from my absolute favorite supplement company, Bioptimizers. Check out magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. You'll get 20% off your order of Magnesium Breakthrough. Uh, Magnesium is great. I love it. It's got some awesome anti-inflammatory properties to help your muscles kind of relax and and, and circulate the blood flow and do a bunch of other science-y related stuff related to the words that I just said. Um... But it's true. It's uh, it, it, Let me see what it says on the Magnesium Breakthrough combines seven types of magnesium to optimize absorption. Yeah, because most of your daily supplements only have one form of magnesium, one or two forms, and they're kind of weak. This is powerful. This is powerful stuff. I feel it. I do feel the benefit when I incorporate it into my daily health routine with a uh, healthy diet and workout. Um, and it helps me ease into sleep, just overall immunity boost and it's, uh, it's a supplement that I highly recommend. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella for 20% off. Yeah, dude, the flight, the flight, oh, man, I don't think it'll ever, maybe it'll get easier when I, when I got like private plane money. I don't know if I'll ever have private plane money. I guess I got to manifest that. So I got to say, I have private plane money. That's how we manifest, baby. Um, but man, do I, I don't, I don't know if air, if I fly, more than most people do. So I have more bad experiences on planes just because it's a numbers thing. Or are the airlines getting worse? Like they're getting bad at their job. They're getting really bad. It's been maybe three times now in the past three or four months, three separate times. We've been on the ground at the gate um, and some weird thing is wrong. Some fucking thing. Like one, one time the air conditioner wasn't working. And everybody on the plane was like, okay, I mean, I guess fix it. And then it took an hour. And then the guy was like, hey, it's still not working. So we're going to bring a different specialist out to try and fix the air conditioner. And this is the air conditioner for the cabin, not to keep the engines cool or anything safety related. It's for the cabin. And everybody on the plane like was like, well, let's just go. We don't care about the air conditioner. And it took another hour and a half. And then they didn't end up fixing it. And then we just went anyways. And then most recently, they said there was a fucking dent. There was a dent in the luggage uh, space holder thing. He was like, yeah, there's a dent. So we're having a dent specialist come to look at it. What? A dent specialist? Uh, imagine being a dent specialist, dude. Just coming out and looking at planes and cars. 
Like, yeah, oh no, that's all. Yep, uh, that's a that's a dent. Looks like that's a dent. Uh, I've seen a lot of dents in my life. That's definitely one of the dentiest dents I've ever seen. Um, it's gonna be fifty nine thousand dollars, and it's gonna take me seven and a half hours. We were on the ground for two and a half hours because they had to do paperwork for the dent. They had to submit the paperwork. The guy that needed to receive the paperwork wasn't there to receive the paperwork. The paperwork has to be handed off in person, apparently. Madness. Crazy, crazy, crazy shit. And a, a couple other things, too, like, just that, that have happened like that in a similar way. And I just wonder, like, man, are you guys just getting worse at being airlines? Are you trying to figure out ways to just really make people feel shitty? I don't understand it. And they got to stop handing out those sanitary wipes, dude. That shit is so annoying. I walked... I, every time I say no thank you, because it doesn't do anything um, besides make the air smell bad. And it's less trash that you have to give away later. And I say I say no thank you every time I walk on a plane and they hand it to me because I don't want one. And uh, a couple times, actually, recently, the, the uh, flight attendant handing them out ha- has been like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Or like, yes, because the guy, one time the guy in front of me said no, and then I said no, and she was like, oh, yes. And it's like, almost like uh, she, she's hoping for people to say no, because maybe she wants to live in a world where people aren't scared of germs 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? And maybe we're, we should be moving back into a world where we're not living with fear, wiping down everything within an arm's reach, you know? Um. That's all I had for the travel riff portion of the show. What do we got going on today, dude? Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it, dude. Couple couple things have happened recently um, that I want to talk about. Travis Scott. Uh, wow, everything that happened at Astro World, the music festival. Um, holy shit! Eight people died. Nine. It's up to nine. Nine people died. Eight people died that day. One uh, young woman died a day or two later. Uh, un, that's unbelievable, dude. And I don't think it goes, I don't think the blame goes toward any one person. But um, if you guys are fans of Travis Scott, which I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Travis Scott's music um, over the years, and I've seen him perform live, I've seen his documentary. And like, I don't think the blame falls on any one person. It's definitely a group effort. It's a, it's a, um, the, the, the blame could go a million different directions uh, on the organizers, the festival fucking people that organized security and handled medic- medical response and were planning all that crowd uh, management and everything like that. And then that video of Travis seeing a body get taken away. I watched that. That's kind of a creepy image to see. Um, but man, he, he calls for aggression and rage and negative energy at every live show. So he kind of like sets the scene for something like that to happen. He kind of creates the space for terrible things to happen. You know, he incited a riot, right? A couple years ago at a show where he just told everybody to like, fuck it, come to the front, push to the front, fuck security. And he says that type of shit at his shows. And um, it's weird because his music, when you listen to his music, it's not like, it's a little, it's a little heavy, kind of a little dark, melodic tones sometimes and but live he's like a whole different animal and i think to me it trickles down from the top 
all those people I just mentioned were to blame, all the organizers, the festival people, the security people, the crowd management people, everybody that said no to the people that were screaming for help, the camera guy, the security, whoever, uh, just wasn't helping in the moment. But at the end of the day, um, in my opinion, as a performer who studies performers, everything I've seen Travis do live uh, makes me not surprised that something like this happened because he legit like calls for his fans to go crazy. He like in a bad way, like in a dark negative way, put your middle fingers up, fuck the world. If you don't give a fuck about anybody, make a mosh pit, da, 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 da. And, and uh, way more than that, you should definitely watch the documentary about him and you'll see little bits and pieces of it and um, go on YouTube and watch little clips of, of his live shows. So when you create an energy like that, uh, you, you, you create a space for that energy to live. And then when everybody is coming to see you live and there's, you know, tens of thousands of people, um, and they're all connected by the energy that you put out live on stage. And that energy is kind of a don't give a fuck energy. So of course they're going to be pushing up on everybody without any type of self-awareness for their surroundings or awareness for the people that they might be bumping into or pushing up against because it's already in their system that, that Travis Scott, like negative energy, right? That's, this is my opinion. Uh, so, and then the crowd surge and all the movement and shit, not everybody's move, move, like trying to do that, but there's a whole lot of people in that crowd that just don't give a fuck. And there's a whole lot of people that were in that crowd that were terrified and trying to get out and couldn't and knew what was going on. But it's the, it's the people who didn't give a fuck um, that uh, added just enough pressure to that moment to create a space for people to just get trampled and suffocate and die. Um, and Travis creates that space with the emotion and the feeling and the energy that he puts out during his live sh shows. So I don't know, dude. I think there's a whole other way to... Um, create a high energy, crazy, sick, awesome, amazing experience and say, fuck the world without creating the energy of like, don't give a fuck about anyone around you. Like you can do that through unity. There's a, what there's gotta be a way to do that through unity and, and, uh, um, you know, bring a little more love into it. You don't have to be all hippy dippy about it and be like, yo, you hug, give a heart hug to the dude next to you. Hey, yo, hug, hug that motherfucker next to you. Give him a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. Hey, yo, my people on the right, make a mosh pit. And then everybody in the mosh pit just kind of like hold hands. Just kind of hold hands with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mosh pit right there holding hands. That's what I want to fucking see. Everybody bow your heads and say grace. <laughs> like, you don't have to, we don't have to do that. But, you know, there's a way to go nuts. There's, there's a reason this has never happened before. There's a reason eight people haven't died during a crowd surge at... A rap show before um or any a, any show you know and this amount of people have been at live shows before beyonce crazy packed at coachella um i've seen a bunch of people at music festivals and, and venues where it's been like 10 000 20 000, 30 000 people in the crowd but people are respectful uh even for like metallica i saw metallica when i was 10 years old first one of the first live concerts i've ever seen was the Summer Sanitarium Tour with Metallica, Linkin Park, Mudvayne, The Deftones, and Limp Biscuit? Holy shit, dude. My uncle took me to see them when I was 10. Hell yeah. Uncle Al, dude. Coolest fucking uncle. 
anybody could ever have. Saw my saw boobies for the first time when I was ten years old. I saw I saw I saw my first pair of boobies at the Metallica concert, the Summer Sanitarium in the year two thousand. Um, wow, what a time! And you know they were raging and yelling, and it was even like the weather. It was like rainy, but it was packed. It was all sold out. And I think the worst the worst thing that I saw was like a dude walking away with his holding his head up and his fingers on his nose because he had a bloody nose. That's it. And there were mosh pits and shit down there. Um, so even at Screamo concerts, they have some respect for their fellow human because the ethos of that music and the ethos of rage music can be an ethos of like, fuck the world, but let's have respect for one another because we're all saying fuck the world together as humans, right? Not at a Travis Scott show. At a Travis Scott show, it's fuck the world and fuck everyone around you. And that's just the message. That's just, that's literally been the message that I've seen watching him live. Um, So I think he should fuck off for quite a while (laughs) and figure his shit out, dude. I mean, I don't know how you could perform live after you had a direct hand and uh, the death of nine people. Um, So yeah, I think if, if I were him, I would back up, back away, back out. Uh, don't do, don't make anything. Don't perform live. Take a couple years. You know, you have many, 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 many millions of dollars. Uh, chill out, you know, go find yourself, figure out a new way to, um, live out your mission and, and figure out a new way to pass along your message and maybe try to rework your message into something that can still say, fuck the world. I got a lot of frustration and and negative energy and I'm going to get it out, but I'm not going to fucking suffocate people at a show to do it. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not mad at his little apology thing. I mean, when, when a bunch of people die at your show, what, what are you going to say? That's going to be accepted by the world. There's nothing you can say. You have to say something too. You can't stay quiet and literally anything you say will be rejected. You're going to be hated no matter what. So I don't think he could have done any better. Maybe he could have, I don't know. That's not for me to decide, decide. Um, but that's it for Astro world. Uh, that's all I had for that. And then how about, oh man, dude. So this Kyle Rittenhouse shit, um, I made a conscious decision. You know, there's so much going on in news and media and culture and everything. And I try to stay up on everything. I really do. I try to have some type of perspective or opinion on everything. But many times, um, I'd say like, I, I'd say I, I usually average of every like 10 trending topics or issues or, or things that are happening in the news. Um, out of every like 10, I think I'd have a pretty solid opinion or understanding out of like, of, of like seven. I think that's pretty good. Um, and then like one or two are kind of like loose and then one, I just can't add to my slate. Uh, that was this one with the Kyle Rittenhouse shit. That's one I just never added to my, um, to my life. Cause it was just too much, you know, there's too much shit going on, dude. And sometimes you got to cut some stuff out. Otherwise you're going to go crazy because you know, everything that's going on and all you can think about is the news. And all of a sudden you turn into fucking Ben Shapiro or something. And my mission is not Ben Shapiro's mission. Ben Shapiro's mission is something along the lines of breaking everything down to try and make coherent sense and logic out of it from his perspective, from whatever his perspective is. So he has to know everything about everything. Same with, you know, Rogan and other people that know a lot about a lot of shit. Um, I enjoy knowing shit about shit. (laughs) I I enjoy knowing shit about shit. I know a little bit of shit about a lot of shit. And this was some shit that I didn't really know shit about. 
And I was happy with that because I was like, oh, cool. I can just kind of chill out and not have a dog in this fight. And then LeBron tweeted about it. Um, and so I dove in. <laughs> and it's such a messy fucking thing. Um, the whole situation. Uh, but, man, you know, LeBron... <sighs> fuck, dude. I, I love him as a basketball player. Um, I'm not a huge fan of how he handles himself as a uh, activist on Twitter. Like he's done so much, so many good things. He opened the school. He's helped. He does all the, a wild amount of like make a wish type stuff. And, um, and other things that, that you guys don't see that I know on the back end Cause I talk to people in the basketball world and he's, he's like a genuinely good dude when it comes to helping people. But then on Twitter, he'll pop off with some dumb shit every once in a while. And it's like, Hey man, like, there's a better way to get your message across. You know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan was always silent on political issues. He purposefully never um, spoke up one way or the other for political things. If, if you guys remember, he never really endorsed anyone. Uh, he's famously quoted as saying something along the lines of uh, Republicans and Democrats, both buy sneakers, something like that. When somebody asked if he would endorse some, uh, a candidate, um, uh, cause he's a capitalist and he also, he, his purpose was to play basketball and become the best basketball player businessman. And he didn't want to involve politics. And that was Michael Jordan. Kobe, uh, curated his responses and crafted his responses in a very like professional manner and always spoke out when he felt called to in a way that was like really professional and precise. And like he executed that shit. And then LeBron is over here like tweeting every once in a while, like a drunk housewife. And it's like, dude. What are you, what are you, what are you doing that? He, he tweeted a, a couple months ago or like last year or something. You're next with a picture of that cop. Um, I forget what the context was, but like anything like what? I mean, write something. If you're pissed at a cop, let's pretend. And I fully forget what the context of that was, but let's pretend it was as bad as it gets. Let's pretend that it was a, let me look it up so that we're not fucking pretending. Hang on a second. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron James, your next tweet. Um, LeBron James shares regret after over his your next tweet about cop after fatal police shooting of Makia Bryant. Uh, so this was the cop that shot Makia Bryant. Um, yeah, so there's a police involved shooting of a teenage girl named Makia Bryant. Awful. Holy shit. I forget what this was about. Um, but that's super fucking sad. Um, but like, let like set, writing your next with a picture of of the cop. That's not if you want justice. That's not the way to get justice, dude. That's the way to make everybody fucking mad. Okay. If you want, if you, I don't know how to get justice because I'm just a fucking clown. But I would guess that it's something along the lines of tag your fucking senators, tag the police chief, demand action, demand, uh, uh. uh Somebody look into it. Write a list of your demand of what you want to see changed in the system in a coherent way that could allow people to see what your perspective is on police related shootings or police reform. If that's the mission or, um, you know, you want you want this cop to have accountability, then then like say that in a way that conveys that message instead of saying you're next. Right. So that was one. And then most recently with the um, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse shit. He tweeted, oh man, and because Kyle Rittenhouse was like crying on the stand and, you know, LeBron was like, um, 
that boy ate some lemon heads. A funny joke. That's a funny joke. First things first, that's a funny joke. Because <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse does look like he's making a sour face. Now, we're allowed to make jokes here, remember? But what I'm saying is LeBron's pattern of behavior here is to just pop off on Twitter, you know, um, without being a pro. Like, if, if you have something to say, then convey that message as the professional superstar worth a billion dollars that you are uh, instead of just, like, mocking this kid. Say something with, with, um, with uh, what's the word? Essence? Not essence. What's that word? Say something with, with uh, fucking texture. I don't know. I can't think of the word. But you know what I mean? Say something that had, that carries some weight. Although the Lemonheads joke, that's a funny joke because he does look like he ate some Lemonheads. He does look like he ate some Lemonheads. I'm not going to lie. Kyle Rittenhouse does look like he ate some Lemonheads. LeBron, that's a funny joke. But, you know, you're, you're, you're furthering the negativity in the world by saying that he was faking it. Um, I, don't, he, I, I 100% do not think Kyle Rittenhouse was faking it. Um, but like I said on, tw- on Twitter, LeBron James is the king of faking shit. He is the flop king. So he would know if anybody's flopping. Okay. LeBron flops on court all the time on the court. So of course, if, if somebody's faking it in a court, LeBron's going to know. And if you don't believe me, go watch all the montages on YouTube of LeBron flopping. So maybe we should take LeBron seriously here. Okay. Maybe the kid, maybe, maybe Kyle was faking it. Cause if anybody's going to know. Who's faking something? It's going to be LeBron James. Um, but no, dude, if you're an 18-year-old kid and you killed somebody and you're on trial for that with zero fucking life experience and, and it's being broadcast to millions of people around the world, yeah, you're going to break down. You're going to hyperventilate. You're going to cry. You're going to tremble. That's a real reaction. Regardless of what you think of his innocence or guilt or whatever you think the trial should come to, I don't really give a fuck what your opinions are. I'm This whole point of this part of the podcast that 17 people are listening to right now is for me to express my opinion about how LeBron James shares his opinion, which at the end of the day doesn't fucking matter because this will never reach LeBron James, but it's a Sunday evening and I'm feeling pretty chill. I just had some CBD, so I'm working through the things that I think to share with you and then you'll listen to them and form your own opinions. You know what I mean? That's how this works. I feel like I just did a hit of DMT on that little explanation there, you know? Um, but like, you know, LeBron, I, I just, uh, fuck man, you, he, uh, he's always popping off about some shit and he needs to not do it like that because then he, uh, just makes everybody angrier. And I get that Kyle, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. He was taking pictures after it happened with people like smiling and chilling and like he was this fucking local celebrity or something. Once again, 18 with no life experience. He doesn't have anybody, uh, anyone who's telling him not to do that. Is not telling him in the right way, or he's just not being told how to handle himself after that shit happened. Uh, probably because he's 18. He's 18, 18 years old, right? He's got no life experience. So, of course, he's going to be all over the fucking map when it comes to emotions and, and public image and optics and shit. Um, I would be too. Uh, what tears? I didn't see one. Knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. That's what LeBron said. Stupid, stupid tweet, LeBron. Funny joke, funny joke. The joke gets a six point five out of ten. Cause, uh, cause it does look like he ate some lemon heads. But you know, if you're LeBron James, should you really be 
joking about this or should you be sharing a more nuanced opinion within the 240 characters that you have on Twitter? I don't know. It's not for me to decide. Um, that's for you guys to decide, I guess. And then tell LeBron because I'm sure he would love some feedback. What else do we have? <laughs> oh, shit. That's the other thing, bro, is like he LeBron said he was faking crying. A bunch of people on the left are like, no, Kyle was faking it. He's fake crying. Bro, these that that's oh man, these little like mini conspiracy theory things happen on both sides and they really show how fucking stupid people are and how groupthink is just so 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 gross and and just dirty and and dumb, dude. Like there and it's happened before, okay? This is the same type of little conspiracy sh- bullshit. To say that he's faking it, oh, because he keeps looking over left at the jury. He's looking over at the jury. Yeah, motherfucker. He, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Anyways, this has nothing to do with my opinion on the shit. Um, I just don't. My opinion on whether or not he's faking it is what I'm talking about. He wasn't. I don't think he was faking it. The, look, remember when they said that Trump had a, um, when Trump had COVID, he had a little tube going up through his mask. And then remember, that's what the left said too. And then remember what the right said. They said Joe Biden had a little earpiece in his ear or some shit during a debate. And and like these little things are so fucking stupid. And it happens, it's always like some type of, oh, I got you. Like you guys are the ones cheating or like faking it or like you're not being authentic. You're all idiots. Everybody's stupid. Everybody's a fucking dumbass that, that buys into any of these little conspiracy theories okay there's some real there's some much more real things to be worried about like why does our government have so much power and does so little to actually help like there are within that conversation there's a whole bunch of things to talk about but we always get fucking sidetracked with who's has an earpiece who's has a breathing tube is michelle obama a man fucking all this other shit (sighs) it's dumb dude there's so many dumb things, so many dumb people, but you know what? I found a TikTok today that made me feel really, really good. And I'd like to share it with you guys. There's a TikTok out there of this dog, this Corgi, 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 this Corgi that, um, does a little howl every time it eats. I'm going to play the audio for you right now. And then I want you guys to go find it. Um, if you are listening to this, before uh, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, go to my Instagram story. It's on my story. Um, otherwise, it'll be gone. Or find Willow the Corgi on TikTok. W-I-L-L-O the Corgi. Um, here it is. Here's the TikTok. Listen to this dog. This is Willow. She really loves food. She's most known around the internet as the corgi that howls while she eats. The first time this happened, Willow was around four months old. After the initial shock and confusion and confirming that Willow indeed was not choking, her mom began recording all of Willow's meals just in case she did it again. To her surprise, Willow howled almost every single time she ate. After so cute, dude. Oh my god. Let me let me play another one. Did you hear that? Look at that little howl, dude. It's like a little... It's like a Spanish... It's like a Spanish dog at at a salsa concert. It's like a little bird. Um, 
So that made me feel really good. I think everybody should go watch more dog videos and stay on go on Twitter less. Uh, go on Twitter less and go on dog TikTok more. Um, that's it. Oh, uh, Pete Davidson did a Joe Rogan impression on SNL. Man, you know Pete Davidson. I think he's a hilarious stand-up. But every character he does sounds like a 1970s dock worker from New York. <laughs> I think he would agree. I hope he would think that's funny because that's true. Um, but he did the Ro- he did a Rogan impression. Oh man, you guys can go watch it and uh, think of think of that. Think of form your own opinion on that. Um, you know, I'm not one to defend. Joe Rogan, I like mocking him just the same. I like mocking any major big celebrity, but you know, there's a certain way some of these comedy shows frame their message or frame their content with a message attached to it. Um, that's just really gross to me. And it's always like a weird balance of being frustrated that I haven't gotten a shot at doing something like a show like that, but also gratitude that I get to do my own stuff without any type of restriction. You know what I mean? Um, which is also why I'm stoked that I'm on wild and out because they got no fucking restrictions. There were all kinds of bro. I'll tell you right now. And I'll say this on the next podcast too, because this is coming at the end and I'm sure a lot of people tuned out. Um, but wild and out was so fun. Uh, no restrictions. We did all kinds of vaccine jokes. We did jokes about how the vaccine kills people. Probably won't make the edit, but in the moment, hilarious. Um, in workshop, we did a whole song about how the vaccine was killing people. It was just really, really funny. Uh, it's just funny. Everybody on that show is fucking awesome, dude. Everybody's fuck, it's just fun and down to be silly and fun. And the producers don't really give a shit. They just want us to be ourselves. That's why they don't um, try to uh, like massage our content in any type of way. You know what I mean? Um, so it was great. That's all. You can watch this. Sh- you can watch the show on VH1, Paramount Plus, Tuesdays. I'm in a bunch of episodes from season 16, uh, season 17. We just shot and we rocked that. That comes out in February, I think. Maybe January. I don't know. I gotta look. Um, guys, go see. Come see me live. I got shows coming up. Um, I will be. Ooh, here's a fun thing that I'm only gonna tell the people that listen to the podcast. I will not be promoting this because it's not a headline weekend. Um, I will be opening for JP Sears in San Diego, December 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, December 16th through 19th at American Comedy Co. Uh, tickets are at awakenwithjp.com or just Google San Diego JP Sears. Uh, I'll be opening for him in San Diego then. And then if you're in LA ish, I'm doing, uh, oh, I'm doing my own show in San Diego on Friday, December 3rd. But it's going to be a shorter set, and it's going to be weird and full of characters. So come come check that out if you want to see some weird, raw, Brent Pella-type stuff. Uh, December 8th, Simi Valley. Doing a show in Simi Valley. Tickets for that are at brentpella.com slash shows. Um, and then working on a bunch of other ones, man. Working on Philly, working on Austin, working on New York again. And I'll see you guys out there, okay? Hey, I hope you have a great week. Go tell somebody you love them. Give people compliments and um buy some magnesium breakthrough at magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash brent pella highly recommend okay see you guys